Hello and welcome to the New York Sports Show, your number one all New York Sport Podcast. I'm your host, Dominic Konoweski. Now, folks, this is our first time here on every streaming platform, so I thank all of you fine folks uh, to tuning in and listening to this voice right here. So with that said, let's get right into the news. The Will and Modified Toys making their way to the Stafford Motor Speedway tonight for what is the second race of its 2021 season. And oh boy, is it going to be a fun one. The Stafford Motor Speedway, the historic track. So many modified greats are from there. And I truly love the racing there, folks. Uh, you guys know, if you watch the videos on YouTube on New York Sports Show, you know how much uh, things I do at uh, Stafford Speedway and with the track in general. It truly is a great track, uh, great people who own it, and that uh, that track is definitely going somewhere. Now, this is going to be broadcasted on NBC Sports Go. Now, when they did the Martins Railways, that was a big, big like doozy. But the announcers absolutely sucked. They got a ton of criticism. Especially for me, uh, it's going to be a fun one. This is also, if I'm going to be correct, on Flow Racing as well as Stafford Speedway TV and uh, to the track in general have teamed up with a streaming service provider. Now, overall, uh, the, the Wheel of Modified Tour, this isn't just any uh, regular Wheel of Modified Tour race. This is the Spring Sizzler, folks. This is like going in the Daytona 500 in the Wheel of Modified Tour. They just got back from Mordensville. Eric Goodale, he gets the grandfather clock. Once again, congratulations to him. But this is going to be a big race. It's a night race as well. It is starting, if I'm correct, at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I feel like the three biggest drivers going into this race, uh, first of all, honorable mention to Justin Bonsinger, the two-time champion most recently won in 2020. He's good at Stafford, but in over 30 starts, the guy does not have a win. You gotta put him in as an honorable mention. You cannot say he's a top three driver going into this track. Now, in my book, the top three drivers have to be Doug Kobe, who has won multiple Spring Sizzler races and is a six-time, six-time Will and Modify Tour champion. Woody Paquette, who's a favorite really anywhere he goes in the top five for the most winniest drivers at the track, so definitely a local favorite, and he knows the track very, very well, over 70 wins. Can you imagine that, folks? Imagine showing up in victory lane at one track alone over 70 times. That is more than legend status. That is more than goat status. Woody Paquette is in his own category, and it truly is amazing to watch that guy race. He's such an amazing driver, and he, he puts on a clinic on the rest of the field. And then the final driver you got to look at is uh, Goodale, the guy who won last week. He wants to go back-to-back, back. 100%. He wants to go back-to-back. Back. He already won one of the bigger races this year. This is the, the biggest race, I feel like, on the entire schedule. It's going to be an interesting one, and I want to throw in another honorable mention. Tyler Ripcomer, the guy who was a rookie last year, he finished in the top 
five in the morning to their ways, holding off some of the biggest name drivers in the Wheel of Modified Tour. And also another honorable mention is Ryan Priest. Priest Lightning. He's making the start uh, in the tall ways. Not really expected uh, that he was going to be in the ways in general. It was postponed to Tulane, uh, and then he ended up uh, joining the entry list. So if this race was not postponed, we would have not have seen uh, Ryan Priest uh, make the start. Now, he was in the Martinsville race. Had a solid one, ended up being trapped a lap down. Too bad the announcers didn't even know that. I, I tell you, that broadcast was such a big blunder. Everything that the Willow Modified Tour has been working on just went down so fast. All their credibility, anything you could think of it, it truly is sad. So definitely going to be a fun race, folks. I, I highly suggest you to check that out. And overall, to any Stafford Speedway race, an absolutely great track, home of the SK Modified. Those always produce great, great, great racing. And while you're at that, check out our racing website, NYSS Race Day. Once again, that is NYSS Race Day. So with that said, kind of moving away from the racing aspect, football. Last night was the first round of the 2021 NFL Draft. Top three picks went to the Jaguars, the Jets, and the 49ers. Oh boy, what a... What a uh, draft it was. Uh, we have not seen three quarter, uh, quarterbacks go in the first three picks too often. That, that truly is a historic moment, folks. Trevor Lawrence being drafted first overall, just like where he was projected uh, to go in literally every single person's mock draft, including my own. So I can't really talk about all the people when I did it. But he he did a great job his, his college season. He's either he's either going to be a great player, though, or he's going to be a bust. Because when you think about it, he had maybe one and a half good seasons. He, he was not really known until uh, his final uh, season in college football. So, so that's going to that's gonna be an interesting one. And then, of course, all these three guys, they're going to struggle off, uh, off the get-go just because, you know, they were picked so early because they're going on teams that were not good at all last season. So it's going to be definitely interesting to see what they could do. I wish Lawrence the best of luck. And now you have Zach Wilson. Zach Attack Wilson. The Jets pick second overall. Now, I'm saying this with all respect. No one knew who Zach Wilson was until his final college season. And I say that with all the respect towards him. Okay, going over Zach Wilson's stats. In 30 games played, he started 28 of them. The only games that he did not start was in 2018. He played in 9. He only started in 7. Biggest thing you got to look at is from 2019... Going over his stats, he had a 62% completion rating with 2,382 yards, 11 touchdowns, 9 interceptions with a quarterback rating of 130.8. 2020, played 12 games, started in 012. This guy was a beast, a game maker, a game 
player, a game changer. Passing per completion percentage of 73.5%. That is unheard of. Yes, it's college football. Yes, it's easier than playing in the NFL. But that is unheard of. That is elite status. He went up over 10% his completion uh, per- percentage in just one year. And he played more games too. Three more games played. That's absolutely unbelievable. And he threw for almost, uh, for well over, actually, a thousand yards. Throwing for 3,692 yards, 33 touchdowns, only three interceptions. But wait, 10 rushing touchdowns. This guy got 43 touchdowns. 43 touchdowns. In a 12-game span. Well, let me put that. 43-12. and 12. That is amazing. That is beautiful. But can I say one thing about Zach Wilson? He does not look like a quarterback. He's he's tall. He's 6'2". Looks like a guy who would be in the NBA on a, a, a team like the Denver Nuggets. You know, he seems like a, de- a, a Nugget player. But you you look at Zach Wilson. If no one told me Zach Wilson was an NFL quarterback, I would think that his favorite movie would be Wolf on Wall Street. He would have a Saturday so for the boys flag in his college dorm room. But at the same time, he looks like a guy who would come up to you on the side of the road uh, telling you to buy his book and to invest in Bitcoin. Zach Wilson does not look like a quarterback. He does not. He had one good season with that. His draft projection went up so high because of that one good season. It's going to be interesting to see how he plays in New York. New York fans, they're going to tear him apart. If he does not do well, I mean, I don't think anyone expects any rookie quarterback to do well right off the bat. But if he is struggling mid Mid to late season, he's going to hear uh, from the Jet fans. 100% he's going to hear from the Jet fans. Zach Wilson is either going to lead the Jets to multiple two-win seasons or Zach Wilson is going to lead the Jets to multiple Super Bowl appearances and hopefully a win. There's no in-between with Zach Wilson. It's either two wins or two Super Bowls. One of those two, nothing in the middle. And then going on to Trey Lance, the San Francisco 49ers. It is amazing how a team could go from being one of the most uh, just unlooked at laugh, uh, stock teams in the NFL to being one of the most feared teams in the NFL to go back to being laughed at again in just a span of, what, five seasons, five years? It's absolutely, uh, it's hilarious. It really, really is, and I love that so much. I truly do. Trey Lance is good. Trey Lance is good, but can we take a look at, though, Mac Jones. Now, that guy, he was a steal. He was a steal, and the Jets passed on him. You could have had the Big Mac in the Big Apple. That would have went great right there. His just by his name, he belongs in a New York Jets uniform or New York Giants uniform. 
Buffalo Bills, are they a New York team? Yes, they are, but it, it doesn't win right. They got they got Josh, I can't play in the playoffs, Allen on their team in the quarterback position. So before I get into any more of this, make sure to check us out on YouTube at New York Sports Show. And then uh, check us out on Google on our second website, NewYorkSportsShow.com. Once again, that is YouTube, New York Sports Show. And then website, NewYorkSportsShow.com. So with all that said, here we are. Basketball, dribble, dribble, uh-uh. The Brooklyn Nets and the New York Knicks, right now two of the most feared teams in the NBA. The Knicks, coming off of what was a nine-game win streak, lost a game, it snapped it, and then they won again. So they already back on a winning streak. Overall, after the All-Star game, they they have not been the hottest team. They're in the top 10 for uh, win-loss record teams after the All-Star break, but definitely not one of the top teams. Brooklyn Nets, though, they've been good. They've been good. Uh... But the, the biggest thing with the Brooklyn Nets is they, they really struggle big time, and it's very hard for them to get wins against the bigger teams. The Brooklyn Nets go up against uh, for a team, let's say, for example, the Philadelphia 76ers, and they struggle, and they end up either blowing the t- game or they just downright lose it, and they never had a chance. And I feel like that's the biggest thing about the Brooklyn Nets. They have... A championship winning team. Did they buy it? That's up for debate. I think they did. It's going to be interesting to see on how they're going to play all these players. They have a superstar team. They they have one. They have a team that you would build on NBA 2K. No one could deny that. Okay? They have a team that you can make on a video game. That's how high their payroll is. And that's just how many legends they have. And it truly is amazing. And in a way, I love it. In a way, I truly love it. So with that said, who really is the team in New York? Technically, win-loss record-wise, you know, Nets right now, uh, they're 43-20 and 20 going up against the Trailblazers tonight. They're 34-28. and 28. The Knicks have, though, over 30 wins on the season. So they are somewhere near the Brooklyn Nets. The Knicks have done well against the bigger teams, 100%. I think that's where it really defines them. I feel like, and I'm not saying this because I'm a Knicks fan. I want to make that clear, that the Knicks have sucked for a long time. But overall, especially as of recently, the Knicks have been contending with top three teams. As of right now, the Knicks are fourth in the Eastern Conference. Nets are first in the Eastern Conference. It's going to be fun to see what those two teams do. Of course, the Nets have the big three, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, a.k.a. Uncle Drew, and James Harden. Knicks, Knicks have Derek Rose, the youngest MVP in NBA history, Julius Randle, who just got his career going big time on the New York Knicks, and then you have... Uh, R.J. Bear, who hasn't even been in the NBA for three seasons, and he's already a superstar. There's already talks about him going Hall of Fame once his career ends. The Knicks are in such a good situation right now, and I truly love it. I truly love it. I, I, I think the biggest thing, though, that the New York Knicks have to learn, though, is that when their bench is doing better than the starters, keep the bench in. Keep the bench in. But the biggest thing is, do not have Frank Nikolima 
or however you say the guy's last name, in when he's only averaging, what, two or three points a game? Can I just say, though, uh, New Orleans Noel, the, the big guy on the team, the center, he's done absolutely amazing, especially over the uh, the long winning streak that the Knicks have had. He's been blocking the ball, getting the rebounds. He's He's been putting up a decent amount of points for a center. I'm proud of him. I really am. You know, two months ago, I was saying that the Knicks should trade him. And now I feel like he's become a, a very vital asset to the New York Knicks organization. And I think that's awesome. Good for Nolan's Noel. It's going to be interesting to see, though, because Todd Gibson has done a great job, too. Once Mitchell Robinson is 100%, who's going to get more minutes? Will it be Mitchell Robinson, Todd Gibson, or Nolan's Noel? That's going to be an interesting one. And I mean, that's going to be an interesting one. I mean, you could always have four second and third string. But at the end, though, I feel like uh, Nolan's Noel, as of right now, he should uh, get the starting position for next uh, next year. Mitchell Robinson just is a little bit too experienced. And, of course, the injury stopped him a lot from learning this season. Todd Gibson, though, he is such a hard play. He tries uh, so hard. gives it more than 100%. And he's just able to have the team come together when they're down. He definitely brings a lot of good uh, um, morale uh, to the team, and I, I love that. That's going to be an interesting one to see what the New York Knicks front office ends up doing. Yeah, and the NBA season is winding down too, folks. you got to remember that NBA season is almost at the end, not even uh, – 13 games left for some teams. I don't. I think for some teams there's uh, like eight or nine games left. That's that's amazing how fast the season flew by. Great job by the league uh, getting this many games in, especially due to the COVID era that we are currently living through. So with that said, baseball time. Battle up, battle up. Count is 0-2. Yeah, the Yankees see that a lot. The Yankees need to get things going. They're not going to even end the month of April above 500. I think that's crazy. Mets have been up and down. Francisco Lindor, the guy that every Met fan wanted a month ago, is now getting booed at City Field by the same people who wanted him. The guy has not adjusted well. He has not. The, the Mets, though, only one game below 500. Yankees are a handful of games below 500. It's been a mix of bad luck, poor defense, and not hitting. The pitches have been there. Gia Cole has been the most solid pitcher, though, this entire season. So big kudos to him. But I'm telling you right now, folks, no matter what the Yankees do, no matter when they start getting going, they got to start getting going fast. They cannot start uh, getting it going after All-Star break if they keep having problems like this. They're already, I think, four games below the 500 win percentage mark. They got to get at least a, a, a mini winning streak to at least go at 500. Who would have expected, though, the Boston Red Sox, the Cheetahs, the Massachusetts Houston Astros are currently one of the best teams in baseball right now, especially in uh, the East. Who would have thought? Who would have guessed? How crazy is that? The, the American League has featured a lot of surprises. Same thing with the National League. It's been a fun one, folks. It's definitely been a fun one. 
But thank you guys for tuning in to the New York Sports Show. It's been a pleasure to have you fine folks on listening to this voice. I'm your host, Dominic Konoweski of the New York Sports Show, your number one all New York sport podcast, and I'm signing out. Peace.